Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Wednesday, the 4th of October at 7.30 p.m. AEST, which is, if you've just started daylight saving time in New South Wales, etc., 8.30 p.m. On tonight's show, we'll catch up on some crypto and upland market news, get a monthly treasure hunting and overall income update from Swally129, and then we're going to dive into some general upland news, including checking in on the September neighborhood ratings wrap-up and looking ahead in October. Uh, there's the Totem Mystery Pass sale, chapter number two, of course, October MV Motor Sale, Upland Overdrive, new racing legit shops open, the upcoming Sparklet White Paper Community Town Hall and Community Vote, and the recent cafe stress test. The main topic this evening, of course, will be all about the massive news from out of the blue that Upland is going to be diving headfirst into the extremely volatile open cryptocurrency markets via the introduction of the new ERC20 Sparklet token, which will be mirrored 1001 from Spark. That's assuming, of course, that the upcoming yes vote goes through. Probably mere formalities there, I would guess. We've also got some additional Web3 and Meet Suitiverse news to cover, a bunch of quips on the Spark Sparklet news, a 30,000 Upex giveaway from the recent Sparklet community discussion, because I balls that up, um, some more Upex and Samurai Critics map assets to give away. It's Halloween season, so give a few extra bits and pieces away. Um, that'll be for our live participants and the NBA contest challenge people. And speaking of which, there'll also be a new weekly contest challenge for the NBA server. All that and more on this, the Upland Down Under podcast. I keep saying it, but if you're out there and you're wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this podcast, well, you have to be in the MVA server, the link to which is in the description. And don't forget the quips form is in the description as well. Um, pretty easy to get yourself a prize. Um, just by jumping in there and having your say. Uh, and, of course, yes, a reminder that I drop the link to the Zoom every Wednesday night at about 7.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So time to get into the breaking badly news and take a look at what's currently happening in some of the crypto and upland markets. And, well, I've got a few extra little interesting additions to the sheet this week. Da -da 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 -da. Look at that. Sparklet prices, spark prices. Thought, why not? I'll get that there already in anticipation. We'll wait and see. Um, this up and down roller coaster with the crypto, just no signs of going anywhere soon. Last week we're down, this week we're up, and it's just been like that for months and months and months. So this week we're up again. Global crypto market cap, 1.08 trillion. That's up 2.8% from last week. Bitcoin dominance is up 1.2%, 49.5%. 49.5%. Uh, yep, that's correct. Uh, what else is happening? All green except for Flow and Shiba Inu. Um, big movers, Solana up a whopping 70%, was just under $19 this week, now flirting with $23. Not sure if there's some news tied in with that because that's definitely distinct from all the other ones. Polygon up 9.1%. And what else? Oh, Gala's making a bit of a comeback as well, was 0.013 last week, now up 14.1%, as I said, to 0.016. And then everything else, twos, fives. We go up, we go down. Fear and Greed Index is back into the neutral fairly heftily. was 38 in the fear last week, and we're back to 44 in the neutral this week. So I don't know. There's a bit of news kicking off with Ripple. That's, I'll see how we go for time, and we might touch on. Um, 
other than that, I just think we're still just stuck in these waves up and down, up and down. 4% up one week, 4% down the next week, round and round and round we go. So, yes, I do have Sparkle there patched in in anticipation. Can't wait to start patching in some numbers there. And same goes for the Spark sale price. I've just locked that in at 460 because that's what it is at current. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how those two prices ebb and flow and fluctuate and work to influence each other. Have to wait and see, of course. Because who knows? We might get a no vote. You never know. Um, 90 day average transaction volumes continues to slip on, slide away, uh, down 0.3% this week. Same for the trading volume, still slip sliding away, down 3.2%. Was 1,991 last week, 1,930 this week. Unique active wallets up 6.1%. I would imagine that's probably on the back of, you know, what have we had? Totem sales. All sorts of stuff going on at the moment. Um, and, of course, the sparkling news probably get everyone to go back in and say, hey, what's this all about? So that was interesting. Where's the total unminted properties numbers missing there? Something happened there when I was ballsing that up. Um, I believe it was there was 2,000 again, something properties minted through the week. Um, nothing major there. Percentage of properties locked on 92%. For the cities, I did remember to patch in my little colour codings there. If you're not familiar with, with what that is, that's just pretty much for myself. It tells me which is the the best um, arbitrage or spread opportunities to buy for UPX and sell for USD. Currently, the worst city to do that in is in the Bronx because you're buying for 9,799 UPX and selling for $3.33, closely followed by Las Vegas and San Francisco, interesting to see San Francisco well and truly locked in below $7. Um, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about it flirting with under $10, and now look at it. So, yes, very, very interesting for me because, as I mentioned last week, I'm trying to hit a savings target, and I want to get back into the USD out system, but San Francisco was one of my go-tos. And there we go. I've got a market red, so I'm going to have to look at some of these greens instead. Uh, best option at least for the numbers, is Detroit still. Um, there is just a crap ton of locked, jailed accounts on the floor in Detroit, still same in London and Rio de Janeiro as well, which kind of screws up all the data on UPX, UPX land, which makes working out the floor a bit of a pain. But you can buy for 4,900 UPX there and flip for $3. Um, what are the other two? Chicago. Buy for $5,300, sell for $3. And Sao Paulo, buy for $5,200, sell for $3. So $3 floors, sometimes they're a bit tricky. So I I tend to look at other places. Um, I do have on the spreadsheet that I put all this together, I've got a whole bunch of color coding that's on the far right. So I'll probably look at the next steps down. Um, what are we just looking off the top there? Probably Manhattan still, the spread there is too far. Probably West Queens. That used to be a good stomping ground. Queens, buy for five. That's stuck at $3 as well. So maybe I'd play around. No, Rutherford's, that's more than double. Wow. Maybe Santa Clara, see what the movement's like there. That's double as well. Hmm. Don't know. Before I start it, I'm going to have to look at the numbers a bit more seriously. But what's actually happening? Not a lot of movement. Berlin's up 12.3% on the USD. Now it was $7.37, sorry, last week now up to $8.40. Uh, Birmingham down up on the UPX, down on the USD. So that's probably a sign that somebody's making a move there to buy the UPX floor and sell out on the USD floor. 
Same for the Bronx. Um, everywhere else is pretty, pretty flat. Any more double digits? New Orleans getting smashed on the UPX floor. Somebody's selling out there. And Santa Clara up 15%. So that's interesting. So someone's buying up the USD floor there and dropping the UPX floor. Hmm. Nice. All right. That's all I really wanted to touch on. Um, like I said, just very excited to start patching in that extra stuff. Now, we do have the one and only Swally on this week to do a little bit of a segment. I believe, Swally, you're going to give us the heads up on how you went with your monthly hunting progress. Yeah, that's correct. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I thought given that the end of the month just happened, maybe I could just share some of the stats that I managed to achieve during the month. Just to, And this is not just to try and gloat or anything like that with my account. It's just to show what can be done with a smaller account compared to you guys that are chief executives. I'm you know, only a tiny little minion. But with a bit of time and effort, I was able to hunt, obviously, every day and collect on average. So these are my stats here. So it's just the September stats, spit it out. Um, I averaged 88 chests a day with um, 13,800 13, UPEX profits a day on average, which is not too bad. It's, actually, that's pretty It's pretty good because it's about 2,000 up on the, normal, the monthly average that I normally was doing. So I wonder if that's because there was two competitive weeks of chest uh, competitive uh, spit it out competitive chess hunting in queens as well as the stock car pro racing and i picked up a few of those while i was doing my normal hunting um anyway so over the whole month i ended up finding 2651 chess so obviously a bit of time spent which equated to a little bit over 2.3 spark or one spark chest every every 22.2 um chess that was actually a little bit low so i was actually if you go on the average of one in every 20 i was actually 13 spark chests behind the average but you know like i said what goes around comes around so that wasn't it still brings my overall average so since i started recording my stats and i highly recommend that anyone that does any sort of treasure hunting that to record your stats because you get to see your progress see your improvement and see that everything does even out and you don't feel so bad when you get a day like September 3rd for me, where I got one spark chest and 5,000 upics. Yep. So that's, that's, it's disappointing. You, you remember your bad days more than your good days. So, like, obviously, when you get seven spark chests, that's good, but you, you sort of go past it. Um, but when you look at my overall, out of 24,000 chests that I've since I started recording it, I'm at 20.1 spark chest uh, ratio. So, one spark chest per 20.1 chest. So, um, so pretty much smack bang on the on the um average. So like Obviously I said, like, yeah, it start off some months are good, some months are bad, some days are good, some days are bad. In the long run, always evens out. So if you don't find a chest for the spark chest for 60 chests, you're due to get three soon. And so on. So for the month of September, my Upex earnings was for my property and send fees was three hundred and sixteen thousand Upex. My treasure hunting was 414000 for the month, which is not bad. I don't really rent my spark out at the moment, so I got 44000 which is no big deal. But the newcomer and the interesting thing about this is Layer 2 games. I started getting involved in them whilst I'm doing my hunting. 
and I playing the layer two game, so that's Upland Kingdoms and um Uplandia and stuff like that. I made a profit of two hundred and fifty well, two hundred and fifty nine thousand upics. So with a grand total of nine or just a tick under a million upics, which obviously I didn't know until after I tallied it all up. Mm. It would have been nice to hit that one million, but you know, for a much smaller account to be flirting with that one million upics profit for a month, I think it's actually a pretty good result. I think it's more than a pretty good result. I think it's bloody so, amazing. Um, LeBan just I'll, asked in chat, how many hours roughly do you think you'd be putting into that? It depends on my motivation and, and alertness and stuff like that. If I'm focused and I'm doing it properly, it's about four hours a day. Um, sometimes I get lazy. I'm watching TV, stuff like that, and my searching slows down if I get distracted and whatnot. Um, but most days, you know, I'm looking at about four hours, and I usually do that in like two, two-hour stints. Um and then obviously layer two games, I can sort of do that in between, like when you're drifting, um, but I can do that at work and stuff like that as well. So just, but a lot of that's automated too. Um, yeah, so 2.3 spark for the month, so not too bad. And which gives my overall, this is the, so my goal when I first started out was to get in the top 100 of spark holders. So I've obviously achieved that, being currently ranked 78. So getting the top 50 would be my next goal. And I think that's about as high as I'll ever get because everyone up there is just too big. I'm definitely not ever getting the top 10. Yeah, well, so. if you can stick to it, that's who knows. Yeah, that just shows a little bit of you know, dedication and time. You don't have to spend 100K to get to a chief executive level. You can just keep chipping away each month. I don't know that I'll ever get the chief executive level, but you know, not far off a million upics in a month. I, I'm pretty happy with that. Obviously, I'll go for a million next month, but I don't know that that'll happen but we'll have to wait and see but i like i said i strongly recommend that people do record their stats like this because um when you see your progress and you see your improvement see your send ratio improving your your average um upex per chest and actually i didn't show you that but my upex average upex per chest obviously been dumping since up, uh, upland keep nerfing treasure hunting and for the first time ever, it went from 137 upics per chest to 156, which doesn't sound like much, but over 2,500 chests, it obviously adds up, which equated to about 2,000 upics a day. Um, yes, absolutely. So I don't know if that was because of the competitive chests, picking up a few of those, obviously no spawn fees and then and stuff like that, but I'll have to see what it does next month. So. Yeah, I suppose it only takes to takes you to get a couple of those six thousand ones or something like that, and that really boosts your stats as well. I still argue you get more upex and bigger ones doing standard hunting than you do competitive. Mm. Like yeah, if you get the gold ones in queens, like they might be three, four, five thousand upex, but they're pretty obviously pretty competitive to get those ones. The oh. purple ones at best twelve hundred upex. Where I'd probably get a five thousand or two in queens just doing standard. All right. Well, you've set the gauntlet down there. You have to go for a million in October. See if that can be the goal. And just quickly, angry. I saw that I've been doing some treasure hunting in Chicago. Got six spark chests today. So well oh. done. So nice. it, it, gauntlet sets definitely for him. For assume him. Um, well, I'm not sure them to improve their send ratio because I thought it was about one point something, so which is pretty good, but you know, to keep improving on that and get that down as low as you can. Like I said, my goal was to get it to one. And now it's I generally stop it around eighty chests. Like I can easily get hundred and twenty plus a day if I wanted to. I just couldn't be bothered spending the time. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Thank you very much for that, mate. And speaking of leveling up, the one and only Lily, have you still got your finger hovering over the button or did you cave, Lily? Yeah, no, I haven't caved yet. I mean, I want that extra spark, but I just feel really I'll wait like three weeks. I'll give it three weeks. If they don't give me or it's not in sight, then I'll level up. Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? You wait three weeks and it'll be they'll announce it on the fourth. You just can't win. What what's I'll the agree. difference? How much is it that you get now as opposed to what you'd get in Spark Week? It's an extra point two. Oh, so it's nothing to sneeze at, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one versus one point two. Yeah, I got really lucky. I up I leveled up in the last Spark Week they had, not realizing that there wouldn't be one for a long time. Yes. Yeah, well, I only just hit the level last week, so. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> oh, well, maybe soon. Then now there's Hyper Ants Bucky, and they might announce one soon. Hopefully. Yeah, but there have been people waiting months, and I feel really sorry for them. Yes, absolutely. It's, um, and just not knowing, eh? You're just not knowing if it's coming. It's, we haven't heard, are they actually going to do one? Are they not going to do one? Who knows? And especially for the lower tiers because it's really important then. Yeah, it makes a huge difference for those ones. Um, I can't minimise while I'm on Zoom. Sorry, I'm just freaking out here. Let me get something organised. All right, now I did want to touch on the neighbourhood ratings. We have to give massive congratulations to St James, of course, who took out September. Um, just came from absolutely out of the blue and blew everyone away um there's been a lot of diving into the numbers and this that and the other thing but what you no matter what happens you can't take away that there was just a massive effort there and awesome community push so what have we got coming up in october we still have monero at the number one spot if you take st james off the list midtown harris followed closely behind holliswood red hook but what I think is going to be the big dark horse for the month, and I do know that um, Rock Drigo and team are making a big push, is Quailwood. Um, and that is the home of the one and only Rock Drigo as well. So, yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to watch how they go about it because if there's anybody who knows how this whole system runs and how you can best go about getting your score up there, it's, it's probably old mate Rock. So, have to wait and see. And, of course, we do know that the Manhattan, Manhattan crew are pushing Greenwich Village as well. So have to wait and see. So that's all that's on there. Now, few well, there's a bunch of news and stuff to touch on. Some of these things have been run and done, but we'll touch on them anyway just to wrap them up. Um, of course, there was the Totem Mystery Pass sale, Chapter 2, that went live through the week. How do we go with that? Did did you manage to pick something up? I got up at 2 a.m. and I was nowhere near, anywhere near in the UPX, but I was in a good position for the USD and I remembered not to balls it up and I went on to Safari and I got myself a USD one. There we go. Well, I got lucky in the queue for the first time ever with being 400 in the UPEX queue. So I've obviously snapped one of those up pretty quick. Um, and... The USD, I was like 4,000, but it did not sell out quick at all. So I was able to snap one of them up as well. Oh, wow. Double dipping. I had like a 900 place in the queue and I was really tired and I thought that's an extra hour. 
So I thought that's 4 a.m. before I even get a shot. So it was 2 a.m. and I just went, no, I'm going to bed. You guys are crazy. I think Swally stayed up too. I'm like, no way. I'll go to bed, get some hours, get some bank some hours in. Yes, nothing for LeBan. Yes. Oh. Um, it has been interesting to note um, pretty much straight away there was lots of people uh, selling their stuff. I got smashed with um, DMs and in-game messages wanting to sell me their pass for 200 250K. I'm like, where are you getting these prices from? Is somebody actually buying them at 5X what they sold for? Wow. All right, not me. Way too pricey for me. Um, I would have liked to get two passes, of course, just to double my chances. Um, I would really like a wolf, um, which probably guarantees that I'm going to get a toucan because last time I really wanted a palm tree and I got a, um, what was it, a dragonfly, so we'll have to wait and see. Lily, was there, do we know when the passes are going to be able to be switched over? I had a look before and I couldn't see a date. It's usually yeah, a week, I isn't it? they said, but... Yeah, it was only like a week or so. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's not like we can feed them for months yet. Yeah. It's just that oh, we want to know. We want to know what we got, that whole thing. So, yes, if you were lucky enough to get them, congratulations. I still – I saw some people advertising in the Buy, Sell, Trade Assets channel in Upland General selling four of them. I'm like, really? You were able to pick up four? Really? just makes me so suspicious and we're, we're kind of talking about this in upland general before we kicked off here um there's a bit of chatter backwards and forwards about it i just think um it just that kind of system where you've got very limited supply massive demand it's just really adding fuel to the fire for the multi-accounters who then funnel assets through and you know half their luck i suppose or good on them if you want to you know risk it um, but I just think it sucks for everybody else. I still would love to see KYC required for those kind of those kind of sales registrations. That's just my little whiny whiny. Yeah, absolutely would. Um, not that that would be a bad thing, I don't think. So, of course, we also had very early this morning for us. There's another two a.m. sale. Or what was that for you guys? Three a.m. I suppose. The MV Motor sale that kicked off. Um, again, please, Upland, can we get a register all button? I lost count of how many captures I had to do for to register for all of these. I wasn't really even going to bother registering, but then you thought, you know what, I'll just see and see where I end up. And who knows, I would perhaps one day like to open a, a car showroom. So if you're going to open a car showroom, we need cars to sell. I've got a few, but the ones I've got are... They're pretty much all keepers. So I thought, why not? So I did manage to register and I didn't set my alarm to get up to do it. I'm overdoing that for car sales. Uh, I just got up at my usual 5 a.m., which is three hours something after the sale went ahead. And lo and behold, there was only one of them was green for me. So it would have been a complete waste of time to get up anyway. So it's interesting. See, just before we kicked off live, there's still two cars for sale. So I don't know. Anybody still chasing cars? Did you... FOMO in right at the end. I have one, and that's all I'm willing to own at this point. Yep, until there's a reason to own more or whatever. Yeah, until they get real utility other than just racing, because as much as I love racing and it's fun and I come last every time, which takes the pressure <laughs> off, unless I race Dan 
and I beat Dan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't have time. If I do that, then I can't hunt and I would rather hunt. Yep. Swally, how'd you go? Did you manage to grab one? Were you interested? No, not interested. Didn't register for any of them. Wasn't even considering buying any. I've got one car, which you saw, it's an SUV. Yep. Um, uh, it's been sat in the front yard of my house ever since I bought it. And like Lily said, until we can start using them and there's a reason. Like I wouldn't mind the truck if there's like a transport business type option available. Yep. Um, but at this stage, no. Yeah, I, I nearly phoned in before I went to work. There was a black 4E, I believe, was sitting there staring at me and I was hovering over the button and I th- I figured, oh, I better just go and see what I've actually got. So I went to my home address and had a look, and I've already got a black 4E sitting there. So lucky I didn't press the button. I would have been kicking myself. So. There you go. One of those rampages. I went on a few um, buying up the secondaries rampages when I was on holidays in Japan for some reason. Could have been the start of your auto shop. Could have, should have, would have. I think there's no shortage of cars yet to come. And I also keep looking at the, the secondary prices for USD. In the, the markets is crazy low, so yeah, they're under mint now, aren't they? Oh yeah, way, way, yeah. way under. Yeah. Yeah, if if you're talking about those, you know, especially the series fours and whatnot, um the I don't believe the you what we call the Utes would be. I'm not sure. But yes. That's what and, I have. Hmm? I've got a Ute. That's what I've got. Nice. What colour is it? Red. Nice. <laughs> It's faster, it's red. It's faster, <laughs> yes. All right, and speaking of racing, we do have another very cool thing underway with the URL, the Upland Racing League. So they have actually officially partnered with Upland for the Upland Overdrive event, the race that defies limits. It certainly defies the limits of the timing if you want to get involved in it. Unfortunately, it's all MoFo AM down our neck of the woods in our, our side of the world, which is... You know, a little bit frustrating, but I get it. they got to stick to the office hours for where the most amount of the community is busy. So all of this is happening. Um, it's kicking off now and going on for a few weeks. Um, it's all, yeah, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. PT. So it's a little bit sucky for us. I'm certainly not going to set my alarm 2 a.m. to get up and play races. Um, not at this stage anyway. And it's interesting to see the registration requirements here. You could do an S1, an S2, an S4, but you couldn't use your E's or your R's, which that's quite an interesting turnaround because a lot of people who did want to get involved in racing did buy, you know, especially bought those versions so that they could have some extra, I don't know, spark up in their engines as they go for the races. And if you did Go down that way. Well, you've got to get yourself a just a regular old knockabout one, which is interesting. So, yes. Um, I don't know. Anybody going to play around with this? You're going to get up? Not for me. Although I do like the – I do no. like – yeah, I do like that Upland is um, getting involved a lot with DAC and Mass and what they've got going, making it all official and getting it out there and helping them promote because those guys, the guys and girls are putting in just a – crap load of work um over the last year and a bit so good on them and some pretty healthy prizes there Twenty five thousand upex ten thousand prizes all the way down to 25th place so i don't know pretty good initiative 
that's just yeah i then again maybe that's on us if if we in the australian community new zealand or whatever if we want to do those sorts of events maybe we just got to make out our own which um I'm still waiting to hear back if the – well, I know the Midtown Terrace track has been approved. The Speedway building has been built. We're just waiting to see when it's actually going to drop in and actually be available to to get going. So I have to wait and see. So the other news associated with racing, of course, that came through the week was that we now have applications open to get involved in running your very own stock car racing legits metaventure now. I have unfortunately not been able to buy any of these legits, but I did do a few deals around the place. So I managed to get enough to be able to apply for a meta-venture for myself because why not? Um, hoping this goes well. Pretty easy to do. All you got to do is have your artwork sorted out and then make sure you gonna get on over to the city hall in your resident city. And that's assuming you're not in Tokyo somewhere where it's, it's not available yet and do a bit of beep bop, clickety clacking. Uh, one thing to be mindful of is your images can't be more than two megabytes, I believe, is the the max. So I always forget that and I go to the upload your images part and then I've got to go, ah, crap. There's plenty of free programs available you can use on the internet to reduce the file size without reducing the quality. Um, and I applied for Midtown Legits Racing. So another legit shop. Hopefully on the way soon for Midtown Terrace. And that brings us up to a bit of sparkly stuff. So we do know that there is a community town hall getting kicked off. There's there's an announcement there with links in the description on how you can go to submit questions or concerns or anything that you have about it. Um, anybody done that? Any of your questions hasn't haven't been asked answered yet? Are you going to get up at MoFo AM and take part in it? No. <laughs> no? No to all of the above. Yeah, yes. same. No, no to all of the above. I'll definitely tune in afterwards and rewatch it. And the smarter people will ask better questions than I could ever do. So I'll just <laughs> go with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Spark, Sparklet White Paper Community Town Hall is Thursday, October 5th, 9 a.m. PT, which is Friday, out more my time. 2 a.m., I believe. Um, interesting that they're going to do it in the cafe again. They're going to do that as well as it's going to be live streamed on YouTube, Twitter. Um, you've got until Wednesday, October the 4th, 4 p.m. PT, to submit your questions. Like I said, there's a link in the description there. Um, and of course, there is the Sparklet White Paper Reddit discussion that's still going on. Uh, there's, there's some really good suggestions outlined here i spent a bit of time this afternoon going through a few more of them um some interesting bits and pieces there's clarification on a few different points i don't think there's a whole lot there that's um that hasn't been covered it's just like who's this one phil method it's just the way some of these are all laid out it's really good and we did get we did run a special spark community discussion about Sparklet through the week. Um, after that got finished up, I did see that Rikuria put through a really awesome kind of, it was almost a brain fart explosion that he did where he just typed out a whole bunch of his thoughts. He's a really smart guy that's been all all over all sorts of projects like this. So interesting to get his two cents as well. 
Um, I'll try to put a link to the, that in the description. Um, it's one of those things where you should be on Twitter again because there's so much awesome stuff shared on there. And he's very busy over there. So, yes, uh, yeah, I won't be getting up for the community town hall. I much prefer, like like um, Lily and Swally just said, I listen to these things at 2x speed. It's nice to be able to go back and say, hang on a minute, what did you just say? And go back and reverse it just quickly and have another listen. I don't usually find that there's too much you miss out on by if, you, if you're not in their life. And sleep time is precious. And yeah, we did we did have an extra community stress test. Did you stay up for that one, Lily, through the week? For no, the cafes? No, it seemed like um all the same problems. I caught up on the the general probably in the tech bugs channel. That's where you saw a lot of the chatter. It's you know, frozen, can't get in, booted out, rebooted in. Um so they they definitely seem to be committed to try and fix it up. So I think they've got their work cut out for them. And yes, that brings us up to the sparklet stuff. Now, like I said, we've covered this extensively. We had a big um, discussion about it, so not going to go into it in too much detail because there are a lot of a lot of the other broadcasters that put stuff out as well. And like I said, there's there's Reddit, there's all sorts of stuff, just general discussions in Upland um, and on Twitter. But there is still a few different bits and pieces that we can have a look at, including we did actually get a feature article that came through as well. So I thought surely with this sort of news, there must be some articles put out by now and I could find one. It's from Blockchain Gamers, Gamer.biz News. So Upland Bridging Sparks Crypto to Ethereum. Um, and it's pretty much just lays out the basics says what Upland is, 3 million downloads, 30,000 daily active users, monopoly-based mobile-style play, yada, 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 Sparklet, which will be worth 0.001 of the game's current in-app Spark currency, 1 billion Spark tokens matched to 1 million, um, 1 million Sparklet tokens, sorry, to 1 million Spark on EOS. And they've set a 48 cooldown period so liquidity can flow as market directs. Yeah, one way. It's not a 40-hour cooldown on the way back. So I really wonder how the crypto community is going to take that news on board. I guess that's only really going to impact on the, the crypto community that's going to take the step to actually, okay, so what is this token that I'm buying? What's this game? What is this metaverse thing? And then taking the the other step of doing everything that you need to do in in to be able to go from Spark back through the system, back to Sparklet, including you need to be KYC'd and all that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the the general chatter about it goes because, you know, crypto can be extremely fuddy at times. Uh, any thoughts, opinions, concerns about that? We, did, we discussed a few when we were talking about it specifically. Anything popped up in the interim? From what I've seen, everybody seems pretty pretty excited about the prospect, or at least um, excited to see what's going to happen. No. Yeah, I'm excited to see what will happen. I mean, mine's going to be insulated by staying in game, but yeah. it's going to be fun to watch. Have you picked up on the general vibe in Upland General? 
I think a lot of people are happy about it. Um, I've seen some people who are not, um, and it sets some other people off into the whole thing should be decentralized and why can't I get my properties out onto another platform? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this those kind of almost becomes a FUD typhoon, some of those sort of different things. So, yeah, it's just going to be, like I said, it's just going to be fascinating. No matter which way it goes, it's just going to be absolutely fascinating and we'll be along for the ride. So, yes, now, if you didn't see, we did do a a community video podcasty thingy. We put that out through the week. Um, now, at the start of that, where is it? It's going to load up. Yeah, Upland Metaverse, hold on to your butts. So I thought that was a good description for where we're headed. So at the start of that that podcast, I said I was going to give a 10,000 Upex prize to anybody who left a comment on that video. And then at the end, I said I'll give away 20,000. So what the hell, I'll add 10 and 20 together and let's give away 30. So I'll do that right now. Assuming Willow Names is going to load. No. Oh, boy. Oh, it did. No, that's the wrong one. That's for... That's for our other giveaway. If anybody would like to sponsor me for a new laptop, DMs are open. Um, it's wheel number one, I think. There we go. So thank you to everybody who did um, offer a lot of support and encouragement comments in the YouTubes. Going to give away 30,000 Upex. Oh, long-term supporter, or is it ticked over? I think you just missed it, Cast. Oh, no, you got it. Well done. Thank you, Cassestra. Long-term supporter of the shows and what we do. Congratulations, Cass, and to everybody else. Thank you very much for getting in and having your say as well. There's some a few good points, um, including a bit of fuddery stuff in there in the comments as well. It was interesting to read. Thank you very much. Now, where are we at? That was the giveaway. And racing through. So, what's happening in the? Well, I should. I'll just ask again. Is there anything else that you feel wasn't covered? Uh, what kind of questions do you think's going to come up with Spark? Is there anything, anything on your radar? Anything on your mind? People in the Zoom chat, you can type as well. No. Everyone's happy enough just to go with the flow. Yeah, you know me, I go with the flow. It's not like you, Dr. Ted. Normally you've got something to say. It is very late. You might be having a snooze. All right, let me just X out of some of these tabs so I've got a half a chance of this actually loading. There we go. Late here listening. Yeah, no worries, Mark. Um, the EOS Foundation, Upland, and Ariel are joining forces to transform EOS into a climate-positive blockchain network. Interesting. I haven't seen nothing about this popping up about Ariel. I don't know what that is. The EOS Network Foundation and Upland, in collaboration with Ariel, are proud to announce a groundbreaking initiative that will propel the EOS network from being the world's first carbon-neutral blockchain to a climate-positive blockchain. So they're not just... Not just going to be satisfied with being carbon neutral. They're going to go full on gangbusters to be climate positive. Um, 
What have we got here? As EOS celebrates five years since becoming the world's first carbon neutral blockchain, we are thrilled to take our sustainability efforts one step further by going climate positive, said old mate and CEO of the EOS Network Foundation. This remarkable achievement goes well beyond our initial sustainability goals. Yada, 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 to create real room. Well, I mean, that's that's a lot of the pushback and negative chatter that gets done about blockchain is it uses so much goddamn electricity. So interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they're actually going to do, how they're going to actually do it. Um, recognizing the importance of carbon offsetting in mitigating the environmental impact of blockchain technology. Okay, so carbon offsetting. Sought collaboration with Ariel, a leading sustainability platform, and upland a metaverse super app managed to map to the real world that simulates several aspects of life and economy. A bit of a plug about upland. And we're excited to collaborate with the EOS Network Foundation. Yeah, how are they going to do it? Danny Brown Wolf's in there. Uh, da, 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 da. Collaborating with Ariel, a sustainability platform that partners with verified environmental efforts globally, the EOS Network Foundation aims to actively reduce carbon emissions while inspiring others in the blockchain industry to adopt climate positive strategies. Yeah, that's all good. There's buzzword buzzers. What are you actually going to do? Stop, collaborate, encourage, inspire. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll have to wait. More news to come is... I don't know. Does that? How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel all warm and fuzzy? Is it a meh, whatever? Is EOS a proof of work chain? I don't think it is, is it? Proof of work or proof of stake? I, I think it's proof of stake, which means that it would be energy efficient compared to Bitcoin or something anyway. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't remember. I feel like it's a proof of stake chain, not proof of work. So therefore the energy usage would already be low compared to any proof of work chain. I guess that's probably why they were able to do it. So yeah. probably why they're one of the first. Yeah. They're probably more of a meh. Meh. Yeah. Especially the article doesn't actually tell them what they're doing. Yeah. Even more details, cut. please. Through their actions, they aim to inspire and encourage. Yeah, that's great. Together, they believe in creating a sustainable digital economy. Yeah, that's great. How? All right. I'll keep my eyes out. Peepers, and hopefully we can follow up on that. Now, the next one's interesting. We covered this a bit backwards and forwards. Um, last week, I think it was, we were talking about how um, Meta was losing all their money and there was another Web3 Metaverse project that they were making all this money in this kind of bear market. And, well, what do you know? Meta's also going to fire a whole bunch more people, going to lay off a whole bunch more employees. Meta to lay off more employees in the Metaverse-orientated silicon unit today. So Meta is planning to lay off employees on Wednesday in the unit of its Metaverse orientated reality labs diversion focusing on creating custom silicon two sources familiar with the Meta Todd Rooters on Tuesday. Employees were told of the layoffs in a post on Meta's internal discussion forum. <laughs> I've covered this before a few times when Meta's gone through this layoffs. Imagine finding out that you've been fired by some kind of in discussion board. That's... Yeah, and if you're too busy at work to keep up with the discussion board, somebody else walks along and said, hey, you should go read it. Like- <laughs> By the way, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. It's so impersonal. It's really, yeah, impersonal. Yeah, that's the way to put it, isn't it? So on the discussion board, I'll wait. Thank you. 
on Tuesday. The post said they would be notified about their status with the company by early Wednesday morning. Oh, that's even worse. So they were informed you might be fired. Come back to work tomorrow and find out. Wow. Yeah, at that point, would you bother coming back to work even if you weren't fired? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I guess that depends how many bills you got to pay. Reuters was not able to determine the extent of the cuts to the silicon unit called Facebook Agile Silicon Team or FAST. Just wants to crash this one. Whoop, missed that end bit. If the cuts are deep, they could hamper Chief Executive Mark's project to build augmented and virtual reality products. Yeah, well, they're losing billions and billions, so they've got to do something. Um, that FAST unit currently has 600 employees. So, wow, yeah. Oh, well, if you are in that team and you do manage to get the chop, well, maybe don't fret too much. You might be able to have a night out and kind of get over it because apparently raves in the metaverse are a big thing at the moment. Um, Second Life, does, does any of this sort of stuff happen in Second Life? Do people get together and rave and party on? There's all sorts of shenanigans happens over there, isn't there? Yeah, of course. There, um, there's clubs going 24-7. Um, so you can go anywhere to a club. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they they have virtual parties all the time. Yeah, interesting. So this says AI raves in the metaverse are a thing. Here's what it looks like inside. Uh, this article is very lengthy and it's very kind of, um, you know, a running report. It's written. That's what I call it in my job. It's a running report. So there's a lot to cover, but uh, there's always usually – a few good things to touch on. So behind the doorman was a bank vault with the door swung open. So it doesn't, to kick off with, it doesn't say what metaverse it was in. Unless I missed the subheading. Or no, the meta- format. Yeah. Metaverse rave in a lava field venue complete with AI dancers. No, it doesn't say the metaverse. The first room so was dimly. Well, May as well have been a video. <laughs> Maybe. We were in the heart of London to experience a preview of influential DJ Carl Cox's virtual reality debut dubbed Intermundium Between Worlds. The names of all these. I say it every time. The names are so shit. Ah, here we go. The digital event is set to take place October 27th. Oh, so it must have been a test version in a metaverse world called the Sensorium Galaxy. Later, I'd get a peek into what this space will look like, experience the headsets and speak to those behind the project. Okay, so it's an upcoming thing. The deeper I looked into Cox's piercing eyes on the massive screen, the more I started to think it might not be a photo. That's definitely a photo, my partner assured me. I wasn't so sure, especially since it was twenty-four less than 24 hours after I'd seen Mark Zuckerberg's latest development in his Metaverse product. <laughs> that is firing everyone over. I glanced around the room where the crowd consisted of businessmen dressed in suits, developers in zip-up hoodies, and music industry people with welcomed flair in their outfits. He took a seat next to a guy dressed in a fur coat and impractical sunglasses, given the darkened conditions, as well as a national radio. So that's kind of reflects a bit on the, the Upland Cafe sort of situations. There's people rocking up there with all sorts of get, get-ups and goings-on. Um, that would be very much a part of the the second life situation as well, Lily, or is that, is that very uh, click base is not the right word, but you know, is it, you know, do you have the goth area and the whatever area, the skater kids? 
Uh, yeah, there are some areas you just shouldn't go. <laughs> but yeah, they do mix. They do mix. Um, it, everybody's very tolerant of each other. It's just that if it's not your thing, just avoid it for mm. certain places. Mm. Um, yeah, you get used to it. Proceed at your own risk. Yes. Yeah, here we go. So before heading to the preview, Sebastian confirmed my suspicions that the photorealistic image of Cox was, in fact, not a photo. It was an avatar the whole time. A few gasps were heard, a polite clap began, and our new fur-clad friend threw himself back in his chair with his hand over his mouth. I smugly nudged my partner. Okay, so that's interesting. Base field kicks emerged as the preview began. Cox's avatar appeared, but it didn't look quite the same as before. Rather than being a mind-blowing breakthrough in tech, it just felt like a PlayStation 4 game. Not bad, but certainly not as impressive. Interesting. All right. So, yeah, I think that whole tech's still got a while a whiles to go. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this guy is this guy huge. I don't know much about DJ rave scenes. Maybe it's a big thing. But it's is that a metaverse that just looks like this they're sitting there watching the digital rave from a farmer bank. So there's a whole bunch of people sitting in a room watching TV screen. Yeah, it's there's no immersive there. So if it's not immersive, yeah. does it count? <laughs> I expected to get a feel for this later on when I wore the VR headset, but I was disappointed to find that I was automatically flying through the air as in the 2D preview. I only had the freedom of looking around, which had little benefit as most things were happening in one direction. Mm. If it can be placed down as an avatar and dynamically move my way through the dance floor while interacting with friends and other partygoers, as apparently promised, then this experience could be a lot of fun, but I wasn't shown that. Okay. So I guess that's you're talking about that whole, is it a metaverse experience if it's 2D? 2D-ish or barely 3D-ish, um, maybe not, early days, wait and see. Well, in terms of a concert, you want it to be immersive to count. Yeah, especially, I talked about this previously, like if you're a fan of a band and, you know, they were doing some kind of world tour and a part of it was you could pay to watch a metaverse experience of it. Yeah, you'd want that to be more than just watching a video screen of them. You'd, you'd want some kind of, whether it be you can look around in the crowd that's next to you with other people who are in the same system and get some kind of atmosphere that way or different features or whatnot. Yeah, otherwise you're literally watching a video, which is... Okay, you got a sneak peek into something that nobody else got to see because they didn't pay the fee, mm. but big deal. Unless they add like a POAP NFT element to it where you get some kind of kickback, like kind of, yeah, that's all I can think of, like an NFT. And that, you know, it could be redeemable for merch or something like that. That They'd have to do something more than that. Yeah, something like that. The, the extras, that, that would make it count. Um but, yeah, if you're just watching a video, that doesn't count. Yes, well, maybe you can go home and play with your Barbie dolls in the metaverse instead. So GameFam and Mattel partner to bring Barbie to the metaverse. So here's another one. This is a very short article, so it won't take long. GameFam, a metaverse developer, has partnered with Mattel 
That's a big name to bring the iconic Barbie to the virtual gaming world. The collaboration will allow players to experience Barbie's world through a new game called Barbie Dreamhouse Tycoon, which is set to release on October 6th. In Barbie Dreamhouse Tycoon, players will have the opportunity to build and customize their own dream house with up to five floors and 30 rooms to design, including a yoga studio, an office, a recording studio, a vlogger room, a two walk-in closets. There are endless possibilities for creativity. Additionally, players will have the chance to explore different careers within the game. I don't know. That seems – forget the Barbie aspect. That seems pretty cool. Seems pretty fun. Yeah. And, look, because it's Barbie, it's likely to be very pretty. It's going to be very pink, Yes. What sets this game apart is its focus on customization. Barbie herself will be highly customizable, providing players with diverse options for her appearance. This includes nine different skin tones, various body types, 15 face and makeup configurations, different hairstyles, and even the option to add hearing aids. This dedication to inclusivity allows players to create a Barbie that reflects their own unique style and identity. Well, that's cool. This is There's a quiz you coming up. Barbie. Sorry. No, as a Barbie. We can, we can just imagine doing you as a Barbie. Yeah. Grey beard hanging out. Yeah. Why not? Um, again, it's the Barbie aspect, take it or leave it. I just think this is cool. Um, this is That kind of system is what we really want to see Upland get to. You know, We want to be able to do something in the designs buildings that we're creating. We want to be able to do stuff in them. It'd be how cool would it be to like the spatial.io to be able to deck it out with different stuff. And we know with spatial.io, we can transfer Samurai Aquatics and Decor map assets, for example. We can transfer those over to there and you can actually sit on your your outdoor seating that's next to the fireplace and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I don't, is, is it a concern that there's so many other... Other of these projects uh, appear to be so far out in front of where we are with Upland, or is it just because Upland's on the blockchain and you're talking about a totally different kind of system? I think Upland gets leeway because it's on the blockchain. Yeah, but how long can they lean on that for if all these other projects are just going to go miles, miles in front? That's my concern. Yeah, it Mm. is a bit concerning that we're still stuck in a 2D world. Yes. I don't know. What do you think, Swally? You're pretty quiet. Any thoughts, concerns? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I only really experienced that plan, so I don't really know too much about the other metaverses too much. So I don't have any thoughts. Ah, <laughs> well, let me take you on a tour one day, Swally. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm oh, that laugh. I'm My keen. gosh. Yes. One you may never forget. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say that there because there is a quips coming up that I think is kind of, it's kind of tied into that. Um, actually, we might just go to that now, hey? Let me see if I can find me notes where that was. So I'll skip ahead to that. So the first quips was, was it? Maybe it was that one. No, I think it was from LeBan who's in chat. Uh, this week, LeBan is starting us off by asking, with all the news about the Spark last week, can we expect some more gamification with Spark? Because building the same houses with no functionality other than MetaVentures and neighbourhood ratings is not boosting the rating of Spark for me, yeah, or much of anybody else. Um, we did see in the white paper and the discussions, the follow-up discussions, of course, that, yeah, there's, there's the potential within the white paper that you 
maybe going to, well, I say may, but will at some stage eventually be able to fire up your car with Spark. Um, we know there's going to be some sort of kickback associated with collection properties and having buildings on those to boost your UPX. Um, gamification. I always say, yeah, layer two is great and all. And there was uh, scope within the, within the white paper as well that giving layer two developers some use of Spark within their games and experiences, that that is on the way as well. I'd love to see more layer one functionality. Um, it could be things like, uh, like I said before with that article, you could go into your townhouse and you put up a room and you display your NFTs. And if you want to add an, an extra room, well, maybe you got to construct that with Spark. If you want a living room, you got to construct it with Spark. The Spark hours wouldn't have to be that much, but any sort of gamification aspect like that. Um, I don't know. Do you share LeBan's concerns? Lack of gamification with Spark? We definitely Spark. need to... Oh, sorry. You go, Lily. I was just going to say my Spark's just too busy to gamify anything with it. Oh, in manufacturing now? Oh, I did see you had some items approved. Did I see that correctly? Yes, I've had six items approved and I was asked which factory would I like them to go to despite the fact that neither of the factories are open. So I'm just sitting here waiting for the dot on the map. Oh, really? It hasn't got that far yet. Oh, okay, well, hopefully that's a week or two away at most. Hopefully. And that wasn't you were were you doing any special items for Halloween? No. Um I haven't even got that far. I just put in general items because you know, you don't know when your factory is gonna open, so there's no point pinning yourself to any kind of event. Yeah, I I got two separate DMs through the week saying oh, I've got a really good idea for Halloween outdoor decor, do you want to try and work together to get this up and running? I'm like, if you're talking about Halloween 2024, maybe, but not for, not for 2023. We've got items that have still been sitting there for eight months. So, yeah, I did get a few of those emails myself, so hopefully it's not long to wait. Yeah. Well, congratulations anyway. It is is a fairly major milestone, that another one box that's been ticked off. Yeah, Good stuff. Now, have you put any thought into pricing and all that? That's another whole headache to try and work out. I do have some thoughts, but until I know how much spark and how many hours it's going to take to produce anything, I really can't even, you know, pin that down. Yeah, so somebody asked, as part of those discussions, one of the questions was, um, do you set your prices? Yes, we can set prices whatever we want. Uh, do you have to say how many mint numbers before you get the spark hours? And I was like, yeah, unfortunately, you have to nominate how many mint numbers you want up front before you find out the spark hours. And the person I was speaking to, well, that kind of sucks because if the spark hours are astronomical, well, then perhaps you'd want to drop the max mint numbers if you're not going to be able to produce so many. But it's it's totally out of your hands, that one. Um did you go for big mint numbers, Lily, or are you going for limited runs, more exclusivity? Uh, well, with one item, I only put uh, 50. 50? But it's a colour-coded thing, so there'll be a lot of different colours of the same items, so you mm. don't want too many of the same colour, so that's why it's 50. Um, so, But I'll be 
putting in a lot more of the same model in different colours now that I've got an approval um, on, well, I've got two were in the batch, two of those mm. in different colours. So green and gold and red, white and blue. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now I can put some patterns and, and different colours in and we'll see where we go. But, yeah, I just thought you don't want too many of the same colour thing floating around. Nice. All right. And, Swally, you you going to have some input there as well, Spark functionality? I lost my train of thought a little bit there. Um, I don't know about gamification. Definitely want more utility, which I guess was hinted in the white paper. So I guess that's what I'm hanging out for, obviously, wanting to rent my Spark app, but with it being so low at the moment, it's pointless. I'd rather build. But gamification is another aspect. They did say in the white paper and, and in the videos and that they were looking at layer two to try and do that. Other people to create that, I thought. So, yeah, it'll probably be a. What... Sorry, mate, I cut you off there. No, no, you're right. I'd, I'd finish. I was just mumbling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if, if we're going to, if it's one of those cases where we're going to get the sparklet, the sparklet's going to go live on the exchanges before we get the functionality or the functionality is going to front load that. That's going to be an interesting dynamic to see play out as well. I mean, ideally, you'd have a whole bunch of functionality in place prior to, but who knows? All right. Well, I'm not sure that we answered your question there, LeBan, but we had a shot. And just for putting that through as equips, you've won yourself 5,000 Upex plus a bonus Samurai Aquatics and Decor Halloween sign just in time to stick up in your yard for the Halloween season that's kicking off. Um, speaking of which, don't forget to check out everything that's going on with Creedmoor Hub. There's lots of events kicking off there. That's a very cool project run by lots of awesome people. So get on over. And that's another one of these Twitter things. I'm sure they'll spruik it here, there, and everywhere, but it's definitely Twitter's the place to be for the latest news and updates with that. Um, we might as well, while we're on quips, we'll just finish these next three up, believe it or not. Um, Caesar jumped on and went a bit crazy. He sent th a three-part series through. He starts off by asking, so to pull Spark out of the current platform no sorry let me read that again so to pull spark out of the platform current players will need to contribute x amount of hours with that particular spark right yes uh do you know the figure off the top of your head swally or lily 720 spark hours or something i got that in my head for some reason yeah something like three months or 720 hours or i think it was a combination of both wasn't it yeah yeah um, yes, so that's a yes. Is this usage of Spark will be engaged after the listing of Sparklet on the exchanges? Yeah, so that's a question now. I don't know if that was answered in some of the other ones. That might be a good question to ask in the town hall. So once Sparklet goes on the exchanges, once you can buy it then, does that then, the timer for the holding period for Spark in-game, does that start then? or people like myself who have been using their Spark ever since it came on board, the Spark's continuously in use. Uh, can that just be dropped immediately? I, If I had to guess, I would say it, the timer would start once Sparklet goes live. You heard anything on that, Lil? No, no idea. Yeah, I, w I would expect it's uh, ready, set, now the timer starts. 
um, because they they wouldn't they they want to avoid Sparklet going live on the exchanges and then just getting hammered with dumps. Everybody dumping their Spark from Spark to Sparklet, so that pretty much gives the Sparklet price a three month head start on you know finding its finding its price, setting the buy and sell walls. So I imagine that's the play there. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure that that's been confirmed. Um, you guys, on to, yeah, uh, you guys on to say because I already used my Spark for thousands and thousands of hours would make sense, but you know, <laughs> yes, mate, I do know. So that was part one. Then he asks after the Sparklet got online, and I won't put names out there. Uh, one particular community member and his brothers go gets drunk and crazy and buys out ninety nine percent of Sparklet. Will it initiate the action to place another billion Sparklet on the exchanges, dude? That would be crazy, yet technically possible. There is, they have said that the limit, the supply limit on Sparklet is one billion to match the one million Spark. I don't know that that total figure is going to change. It's only that it's going to be released in batches, which was that whole vesting data that was put out there. Now, I was going to say, it's not possible with the 30-year vesting, only 5% currently released. Yes, yeah, someone could go out and buy it all now, but that's the same with any crypto. Yeah. They'll send the price up, but as soon as they want to sell, the price will crash again. So, But if a 30-year vesting, yeah, you can't, I don't think you can corner the market that much. Even with 5% now, Abdullah probably has 1% of, sorry, a fair chunk of that 5%, but yeah, it's still only 5%. Yeah, so is it technically possible? No, I don't think it's technically technically possible because there's there's a limit on, you know, Sparklet has a max limit and so does Spark, and that's only going to be released piecemeal. But you, he's kind of right in that that's going to be, as Sparklet gets sold, then they're going to have to get more on there. So... And that's got to release more through the system. So that's kind of right in so far as somebody could just go gangbusters and just gobble up every single piece of spark they can get hold of on the exchanges. That would certainly initiate quite the pump. Yeah, uh-huh. but there's still going to be spark available through community events such as treasure hunting, logon bonuses, stuff like that. So even if you wanted to, you couldn't. And little bits that I would get as a treasure hunter and anyone else Obviously, it'd be super valuable. So, from that point of view, if you want to be selfish, go for it. Corner the market and send my spark up. But I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, that's what, it's just going to be so interesting because once that three month holding period's done, and people can you know go back through the pathway from spark back to through the exchange to spark lit and sell, if they're on those pumps, yeah, that's certainly gonna certainly gonna move and shake things about. That's why I just think, as I said, the whole thing's just absolutely fascinating the way it's been set up. So, but dude, it, yep, sorry. Even if it's straight away, because well, my understanding was the spark that's already out there does isn't applicable to that three-month waiting because it's already, already been out there for more than that. But even if I'm wrong with that and it's three months, either way, if it's the day of or the three months later, you're still going to have that same period of that one day, everything's available to be transferred. So yeah. I don't think it makes any difference. Yeah, you're just delaying I mean, the inevitable, aren't you? Yeah. But but perhaps, if I un- from what sorry. I watched, if I understood, and I think it was X1 that mentioned it in one of the videos, that the current Spark wasn't applicable to that three-month 
first thing, but I might have misunderstood it. Mm. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yes, again, I'm not sure that fully answered your question, but then he goes on for part three and he wraps up by asking, okay, so let's imagine that the sparklet price goes way above the sky. Then what about these spark rewards in game? I mean, will we still get a lot of it for leveling up? A single spark chest can give me more than more money than I earn in a whole week of my daytime job, question mark. Will they remove spark chests from all tiers except T1 cities? And then he finalizes by saying, bro, I might consider quitting my job then. That'd be nice. That's why I know we're talking about something similar like the pipe dream. I've had this one for a long time as well. Imagine being able to sell an ingrain property and being able to pay off the real-life mortgage. You just never know. But the question is, what's going to happen to Spark Rewards in-game? I think they covered this pretty extensively, didn't they? They've, they've got mechanisms in there that all of that stuff can be balanced internally. So they're talking about how the Spark sale price could be adjusted down depending on what's happening with Sparklet. I would assume the same, the exact same thing would happen for – well, they've said Spark hours, so I would assume that would – that would include um, Spark Rewards. And in fact, didn't it didn't it specifically say like the daily login bonus? I think it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So they have mechanisms in place where they can adjust adjust it. So if you if you are gonna quit your job because of or thanks to Upland, it's not gonna be because there's a massive arbitrage opportunity because there are some pretty significant um, hurdles to jump through between that sparklet to spark pipeline. It's not a straightforward, especially with that holding period. Um, so, yeah. And then don't forget, of course, too, if you're coming the other way, spark, there's all sorts of fees, tax implications, yada, yada, yada you name it. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I hope that's the case, but you just never know. So thank you once again, Laban and Caesar. You've both got yourself 5,000 Upex each after fees and, yes, a Samurai Aquatics and Decor Halloween sign. All right, I just put that in there. Now, I mentioned at the at the kind of crypto news part that there was some ripple news. And let's see if this will load. It just looks like it's going to white out on me. Maybe I'll have to reload it. All right, we'll skip ahead. See what this one is. Come on, Lappy, we're nearly there. Um, so this is what's happening in Australia. Meta introduces new AI tech to Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. So that's interesting. On the day that they advertise they're going to fire a whole bunch of people in the Metaverse program, this making news headlines in Australia that they're really pushing into that AI side of things as well. Um, the company's founder, Mark Zuckerberg, revealed three major pieces of news at MetaConnect. Uh, the new Quest 3 with mixed reality headset, which looks really cool. We've seen previews of that. New AI developments and the latest generation of Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses. It was the AI tech that will likely have the most immediate impact on Australians. This is because Meta is the dominant social media company for Aussies. 73% use Facebook, 63% use Messenger, 56% use Instagram, and 35% use WhatsApp. There you go. I'm on Facebook, but I don't never hardly use it. This means that new AI capabilities Meta is launching will impact applications used by millions of Australians, and for many, it will be the first time they use AI. How? How are we going to use it? Uh, Instagram's in for a huge shake-up with new capabilities. 
to create an almost infinite number of filters through AI. These filters can drastically change a photo. Yeah, you certainly can. And where do I skip over that? Another feature on Instagram is the ability to change the background of a photo, for example, by included AI-generated images of animals or changing the scene from a bedroom to a street in New York. Oh, my gosh, people are going to have a field day with that. The most powerful tool of all will likely be a new AI assistant called Meta AI. Well, that's, that's really thinking outside the box there, Mark. This will be like a person who can answer questions based on powerful new tech, leveraging a large language model. Meta AI will have access to real-time information through a partnership with Bing. So it's basically going to be an updated chat GPT. And intriguingly, we'll have the capability to generate images based on tech prompts. Okay, so you got a chat GPT in a mid-journey all in one. But isn't, I, isn't chat GPT heading that way anyway? I seem to recall that it's doing something with image generation as well. So I don't, I thought that was pretty funny. Let's see, is Ripple going to load? No. All right. Oh, yeah, here we go. Ripple lawsuit. Progress at SEC appeal denied. So the trial is going to go ahead. This has massive ramifications for not just Ripple, but probably the whole wider crypto space. So this is, as I've said a few times, this is going to be one to follow along closely. So the ongoing legal dispute between Ripple Labs and the United States Securities and Exchange Commission saw significant developments this week. The SEC's appeal against a previous ruling in favour of Ripple was denied on Tuesday, and a trial date has now been set for April 23, 2024. So fair ways away. So, yeah, we'll just keep an eye on that one. No, Lappy, you're not allowed to crash. Great. Now there's our laptop. We're right at the end and it's going to crash and burn. Uh, that's not going to load either. All right. There was just some interesting ones there about AI being used in art in Japan as well. So I'll skip all of those and we'll just move on straight to some giveaways because I'm getting jack of my laptop freaking out. I don't know. How the people in chat, are you using AI much? In your day-to-day, is it something you play around with? Is it something you experiment with? Is it something you lean in heavily towards? I know my wife's still playing around with it, um, doing all sorts of stuff as far as uh, meal times and getting recipes and stuff. It's crazy what you can do with it. No, I haven't really used it at all. Is there any particular reason that you don't want to or avoiding it or...? I'm just too busy, although I have a project coming up where I'm going to be testing it. So. Cool. All right. How about you, Smiley Man? You all over it? I used it a bit, a bit when it first came out. It was definitely an exciting development, and it's scary what it can do. Like, it's so good. But as I think you experienced recently, it's only as good as the information you put in. So you've got to create the prompt that gives the right response, and it only gives the information as good as what you provide it in the first place. Yep. So, but I think it's just going to get crazy scary how good it is and what it's going to do in the future, like where it's going to be in a few years' time. Yeah, I shudder to think. Yeah, Swally DM me like, uh, did, where did you get that from? Do you remember? I think when it first came out, because I was on to it pretty early, um, I was mm. watching a lot of different YouTube videos about how 
different things that people were experimenting and doing and stuff like that. There was one there you could create a like an evil um, entity type thing. Like it'll give you a, a P politically correct PC response as well as a politically incorrect response. Yeah. And it was scary some of the stuff that it talked about, even in that. Like they, they actually they actually got the bot, the chat GPT to talk about eliminating humans off the planet because they could cause long-term damage to the planet, stuff like that. So oh, wow. it was definitely Terminator-style sort of information. But yeah, I was just watching a lot of YouTube videos on ChatGPT when it first started and just seeing some of the stuff there and there's Reddit posts and stuff like that. But yeah, I saw one about it's only as good as the information you put in and you can keep running that prompt thingy until you get the right sort of question that you want and go from there, which is, I, th I found that fantastic. Yeah, it helped. Um, well, what we're talking about is um, Swally sent me, it was basically a list of prompts that you can use to kind of set ChatGPT up for what you want to do. Like you're using ChatGPT to set itself up for to work with you almost. And, I, yeah, I ran through that with some of my teaching stuff and it did, I mean, it, it wasn't mind-blowing, but it did kind of narrow in the focus. You know, it did make a a visible difference. Um, I haven't played around with it further. I just did a, a few basic steps. I haven't played around with it further to see if it um, continues to improve, but I shouldn't will so. And I think the main thing with it, it sort of gets you to understand that it's it requires you to provide the information that you're looking for better. And I think yeah. that's the biggest takeaway from it. And just by using it a few times, you start to understand what you need to put in in the first place to get the response that you want. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll move on to just wrap up and do a few more giveaways. So last week, the challenge, the contest challenge for the podcast was to get in the NBA server and let us know what neighborhood is your current official home residence and why. And the prize is going to be 5,000 UPEX clear after fees, but I'm going to throw in a bonus Summer Aquatics Halloween sign as well because, like I said, it's October. It's time for all that. And we're not selling those. They're only available for giveaways. So we've got hundreds and hundreds of them. So might as well give some away. So these are all the people that got on over to the MVA server and dropped a comment in in response to that. Let's see who's going to win. Oh, you just missed it, Levan. Oh, look at that, Swally. Now, I told you before we kicked off, don't give it away, mate. This is bloody... There's a decor sign there, so I'm going to send that to you. You're not allowed to give it away. Swahili 129. Congratulations. Copy. Yes, not a setup at all. So let me just see if we can go and say. Oh, do you remember what you said, Swahili? No? Top yes. my head, no, but it would have been something in relation to Holliswood, which is where I started and haven't moved from. Yes, he said, I'm a resident of Holliswood. Radishhead was one of the first con content creators I found and I haven't ever left. Radishhead actually, Radishhead actually gave me a property in SF for one Apex as a result of being a resident. Thus, I feel a sense of loyalty. Midtown is too of a price for me. Well, actually, you know, there is a set on the floor in Midtown Terrace right now for $80 each, which is reasonably cheap at least. Not compared to the mid price, of course. Uh, no. And if I was going to fork out that sort of money, it's I told you what I'm trying to buy sometime in the next month or two. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Manhattan's probably going to be a long time before I own any properties there. Yes, well, if you did want to get in there, the USD, the floor's the place to be with the spread that's going on yeah. at the moment. 
So congratulations. I'll get that Upex to you and the sign's pretty easy to do as well. So that was last week. Um, this week, again, get yourself into the contest channel and the NBA server and let us know, what do you think about the recent Sparkling announcement? And do you think the hype that was all going on in the lead up to it was justified? If so, why? If not, why not? So, yes, just like Swally did, get yourself on over. And, again, the prize will be 5,000 Upex clear after fees plus a Summer Aquatics Halloween sign. Um, I'll run that all through October. We'll give plenty of those away. And I'll also have some monuments that we might give away at some stage as well. I just got to do the numbers on those because I got to split those up equally between DTEC, Mochis, and myself. Don't want to give away something that I can't back up. So we'll have to wait and see. And that brings us up to the very last thing to do, which is to give away some prizes to our live participants. Which now I keep, I always forget somebody. So let me see. Swally's in. Swali Laban, Dr. Dr. T, Lily, oh, I never write Lily correctly, and Angries. Nobody else has jumped in in the interim, I don't think. Nope, we're good to go. So, again, this is going to be 5,000 Upex plus a Halloween sign. Do -do 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 -do. Dr. T, there you go. It's worth staying up for, mate, hopefully. Dr. Tid, 5,000 Upex on the way, plus a Halloween sign. I'll send you a DM so I can organise to get that out to you. Now, I got a, I got the feeling that I've forgotten to do something. Have I forgotten to do something? No? Always get that funky feeling. Let me just quickly run through my notes. I think we covered it all. We gave away the stuff that I said I was going to do, the 30K, and we're pretty much bang on time, so we'll leave it at that, hey? I'll smack myself on the back end if I forgot. So a reminder that if you are in a time zone that fits in with the Wednesday night recording schedule of starting at 7.30 p.m. AEST, don't forget that's Queensland time, and you'd like to get involved, the link to the weekly Zoom will always be dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show starts. And if you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product, service, or event to promote, or you're just somebody that's actively engaged in the Web3 space who'd like to have a chat, Opportunities are available for engagement in this podcast and the other one that I do, the Metaverse and Beyond interview podcast. Just send me a DM or Discord message and that's about it. It's pretty easy to do. Secure your spots. On that note, that's all I've got. Thank you, Swali, and especially Lily for jumping in as well and getting mixed up and involved. And, yeah, Dr. Tid for staying up late, crazy late where you are. And, of course, LeBan, as always, and Angry for jumping in as well. All right. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we shall catch up with you. This entertainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor.